guys. Welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat O. Pat O. How was your weekend? You're going to ask me how my weekend was? Is that how we're going to start this one off? Oh, you know, I didn't know. I was like, do I ask how the weekend is and just play it as usual, or do I just get into the news first, then we talk about the weekend? How, how do you want to do this? Uh, I mean, let's let's... So my weekend obviously was spent at... The Hidden Marietta Marietta. I'm gonna fuck oh up the God. name. So what's the name? Hey, hold on, stop. The Hidden Marietta Paranormal Expo and at the Lafayette Hotel in Marietta, Ohio. Okay, so that's where that's where we both were this weekend. <laughs> so and that's gonna be the focal point of the show. So, uh, I mean, I guess we could do news first. Sure. Yeah, yeah let's absolutely. do news first. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll do the news first. Um, some of you might be here because you maybe you met us at the thing or whatever, and and maybe you're new. Um, you know, normally we do this uh, news segment. If you've been here for a long time, then you already know that we do this news segment. But we're gonna skip the weekend part because that's gonna be most of this episode. So, um, <laughs> let's talk about what happened while we were busy. Um, you know, being weird in in Ohio. Right. Um, <laughs> on January twenty fifth. I should have sent this to you. On January 25th, there was a, a pretty major UFO sighting that happened in Pakistan. Um, there was a black uh, triangle-type UFO that hovered the town for hours, hours. Multiple people saw it. Um, there's there's a video of it, um, which I will post in the description, and uh, I guess I should have sent it to you, Pat. Um, but you know, just the, this video of it's not, I mean, it's not very long, nobody, it's not like somebody, nobody sat out there and recorded for hours on end, but, um, you know, there was one guy out there who actually had been flying his drone in the area who took this particular video and he kind of talks about it. It's this thing's just been sitting there and he said, and he's been sitting there watching it for about an hour. His drone had, was dead. The batteries in it were dead. So he couldn't, he wanted to fly it up and get a closer view, but he couldn't um and you know it, it was out there at at least until it got dark and then they couldn't nobody could see it anymore because there was no lights on it it was just this triangle shape that was kind of it wasn't completely suspended the entire time it did move a little bit um but you know for the most part it just kind of stayed and you can see in the video kind of the scale of like how high up this thing was exactly and it was it was i mean it was pretty high up there um and there's even like birds and they're kind of comparing it to birds you know like this is what a bird looks like flying and this is this thing um so very very interesting encounter um you know especially because some people now the popular the popular thing is to go oh well if you see something weird in the sky it's obviously a drone which drones can hover right i mean they can mm. drones can't do that for hours and hours and hours upon end no and the giant black triangle craft are more widely uh reported you know and kind of go back further than conventional drone technology you know um right tinley park lights is like one of the huge ufo stories and that was maybe 30 years ago, a little bit less yeah. than 30 years ago. And that was mm -hmm. a giant black triangle craft. I always assumed those were secret space program like transports. You know what I mean? Whenever they talk about getting like the elite off world uh, in case of like natural disaster or something, using like these huge black triangle craft. That's always yeah. been my, my, uh, my internal explanation. That's, That's not what Jeremiah said he saw was a triangle. He saw the triangle kind on the show. Yeah. I think he said that. And, uh, you know, so it's it's a popular one, um, which I'm surprised that there's not more photo evidence of it because I feel like it's the most widely reported. Um, you know, so I, I'm not sure exactly what the black triangle crafts are. This week in general is kind of a big week for um, for UFO news, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't share. Every week there is more than what I share out there. Um, I just only choose things that I think are interesting. Um, but 
another topic that was brought up was that um a publication had filed in um you know um gosh freedom of information act paperwork Mm -hmm. um to release information about a particular pilot's encounter with the with the ufo and and they did they released it and they got a lot of information actually um they got a video that was taken of this thing from the plane um they got the interview with the pilot um that was done with the you know with the um, government or whatever and um things like that so um that that one is also really notable i wasn't originally going to include it but maybe i will um so they see this weird thing and the pilot kind of thought because it was very small it was probably only about five feet um you know i i guess across and he i initially thought maybe it was like a cluster of balloons but then when you when you look at it um of course the video doesn't do it much justice i mean it's moving very very fast it also seems to have something like there's like a top portion of it and then a bottom portion of it that looks kind of like almost like a camera hanging down um which again could potentially be a drone but it's flying at extra you know a very high altitude um very quickly and the size doesn't really make much sense because it was kind of too big to be a drone but you know too small to be a, a plane um so that one was interesting during the interview um you know the pilot freely gave up the information and kind of laughs and goes you know i did not yes it's a ufo i don't think it's aliens but it's a ufo um and he asked other questions you know to the government official like um you know will you let me know what it is when you guys find out and they're like no (laughs) it was like okay um you know and then they were consoling him with well you don't you know i you're we know you're scared you're concerned it's probably jarring for you um you're not the only person and and things like that so that's you know of course the ufo disclosure continues so we'll see um what happens next i guess i mean i don't know do any of these reports matter when that's all they are it's just reports <sighs> i guess if you still need convincing sure but you know sometimes i mean it's starting to be like the way i feel about you know bigfoot nowadays it's kind of overrated <laughs> you know, so well we have we have an overabundance of the same quality of evidence right and what you need now is like you're not going to tip the scales anymore by putting these these pictures and these videos right the same quality of evidence over and over what you need now is something to uh something bigger something to really tip the scales something you know there needs to be an evolution in evidence and until you get that you know you can't just keep kind of show up with shaky cell phone footage and expect that to like eventually be the needle that broke the right the, you know whatever it's not gonna fucking happen yeah i mean i agree with that i mean can we just all collectively decide that like yes there's strange things going on in the sky right now i mean you know we don't exactly know what they are and i mean uh, can't we just agree on that portion of it i think that's still because i think we forget because we are so close to the topic that there are still people that do need the convincing so i don't know right um you know and so to i guess to them it's interesting but to us who you know people that are used to it and, and maybe some of you guys listening um you know we, we don't need it anymore it's still fun um, right we're but, busy arguing about what race is piloting them you know yeah, I mean? exactly it's, it's right, not about right. whether or not the spaceships right. in the sky it's like well who do we think's flying this one you know? right but what the hell are they right exactly um you know so that's i agree i mean I'll, I'll still report things that i find extra interesting like i said that's why i don't report every single incident that happens um just because there's there's a lot and you know if you guys are really that intrigued in it i'm, I'm sure you can you, you have sources where you're seeking that news out at anyway um speaking of the same old same old evidence <laughs> 
Um, there was an interesting occurrence on January the 20th in uh, Wimbledon Park Lake. Apparently, allegedly, um, there was a lot of people there and they cited, uh, well, their own monster, their own lake monster, and took a picture of it. Nice. And this thing looks like, I will send you this one while I'm explaining, um, I mean, it, it looks like like the surgeon's photograph i mean it looks like nessie holding you know a plesiosaur holding the head up out of the water um i'm gonna shoot it your way you can just that's the whole article but that's how you see the pictures but anyway it's just one picture um so you know i was trying to like deep dive into this a little bit more and because what i had saw was that this had emerged on a facebook group or not a facebook group but a facebook post so i was trying to find the original post and i can't locate it because i'd like to talk to the lady that took the picture yeah because there's no there's no information like okay was it swimming because to me if you just look at that picture that could be branches that's tree limb you know it's a good picture but it's not it's not uh world-class evidence but i mean it's no, pretty much it's get better than the, some of the other stuff we've got yeah you get what that's supposed to be i think that's kind of it would capture your your you know standard it's fun yeah i got gotcha. you yeah man yeah, so i mean it's you know it's it's a good one um you know i'll share that that link also here so you guys can go look at it um, but yeah, I mean, I've tried to dig a little bit. If anybody can find the source and where this picture came from, let me know. I mean, I don't know if maybe the post just got too much for the person that posted it. They took it down, you know, I'm not sure, but, um, that's, it was reported on Facebook. And so if I can come into contact with that woman, um, I, I would like to, I would like to know what happened that day and, and mm-hmm. what it was like, you know, did it just kind of, I mean, obviously it's a big difference if the head was dipping in and out of the water, that's different than it just kind of floating by and taking a picture, you know, right. so Right. we'll see but um you know we just did the whole thing on nessie and this is like surgeon's photograph number two so it's a pretty good shot i mean you even see stuff in it for reference like you can see you know it was kind of taken behind this tree here so, i mean you have like some type of size reference the interesting thing about this lake um is that it is a man-made lake so you would assume then that probably nothing is in it however apparently in the 1930s there was a lot of government testing being done at this lake and they had blown a crater into the bottom of it so something could easily come in and out via that crater at least from what i was reading pretty quickly and not exactly deep diving into but um you know that's something i mean that's something to think about so I, i don't know we'll see um so that was that was cool um and then we'll talk about these other two things um and that people have kind of asked my opinion about throughout the week so i don't know pat if you saw this but in pennsylvania a wild animal was caught and people were like oh it's a chupacabra did you you know i'm talking about does that ring any bells right away no i didn't know that i didn't know that we had finally cracked the case on that one yeah yeah yeah. well no i mean (laughs) it's still unsolved but um yeah i mean so another you know canine type creature was caught in pennsylvania um it's just some hairless ugly looking animal um like dropped a net on it like they caught it like no i mean it was caught in a cage um some lady saw it running around outside and she had trapped it in her basement she called the local wildlife rescue and they came and picked it up and um you know it looks weird you know i'll give you that much and so everybody's like oh chupacabra it looks like the texas terror dog is what it is and uh <laughs> it's not chupacabra it's we texas gotta differentiate terror dog. between the two now even though it was in pennsylvania so i don't know what we do about that but it right. doesn't matter um so they caught this canine thing and um you know the wildlife people 
were like, well, we don't know if it's someone's dog. We don't know if it's a coyote. Um, just with a severe case of mange, we're going to do DNA testing on it. it. Takes about two to four weeks to get the results. We'll let you guys know. Mm-hmm. So people are freaking out all over social media about this thing. I'm seeing people, they're like, oh no, it doesn't take, oh, well, first of all, some conspiracy people are like, it doesn't take two to four weeks to get DNA test results back. That's fucking not true. It does take that long. It's just, that's how it works. And I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I right. mean, it's not like wildlife places have their own lab that do DNA testing. They have to send that shit out like everybody else does and wait in line. Right. Okay. So there's that. Um. So also while they were waiting for these DNA test results, about three days later, um, one of the workers came into the wildlife place and the whole place was completely trashed. Um, the cage had, was broken, was very much, you know, the, this thing broke out of its cage. Um, the room was just in disarray and not just that, it had actually chewed off the windowsill until it could get the window open and jumped out of the screen. And it's gone now again. So. So how much video evidence of this thing is there? Cause you think that once they had it in the cage, Someone would have stuck a camera in this thing's fucking face and just hit record and let it run. There better be a lot of video footage. I don't know if there, I mean, there might be. I know they posted a lot of pictures. Um, as a matter of fact, the wildlife, the wildlife um, place is called Wildlife Works. Mm-hmm. And you can actually, you know, look up Wildlife Works on Facebook and go to their Facebook page and you can see a picture. I mean, clear picture of it. It's, you know um actually if you just type it in it all kinds of shit pop up for it but you can go to their page and and look i know they had a lot more pictures of this thing um previously but i believe that they have they have shut down their facebook page and deleted a bunch of things because people were mad about this for some reason i don't it's very controversial i don't know why lots of people have been donating money though and it has garnered a lot of exposure for the um the rescue which is great um, people were donating to it. Some people wanted to adopt it because it could just be someone's dog. You know, it, it could just be a dog. So it doesn't sound like it from its from its breakout. Here, I'll, I'll send you a I'll send you a picture real quick. That so breakout can, sounds pretty intense. That's that's too. that's a high level of a, not only aggression but physical strength and and uh, and um, you, you know. Well, yeah. I, well, I mean, yes. It wasn't very large, but dogs do that. I mean, that's not unheard of. Dogs break out of cages all the time. I mean, it happens. You know, dogs are dogs. They're assholes. Um, so, but I mean, chewing off the windowsill and all that to get out is kind of weird. It is a little weird. Yeah, but, and know, I, I would say it would depend on the cage, too, because do these people know how to cage an animal? I would think they would. You're right. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes when I have my 10-year-old put one of my dogs away, he doesn't quite close the cage, and we come home, and we find the dog walking around the house. You're absolutely right. That does happen. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah. You okay? Are you cold? Put a shirt on. Special guest Jill tonight, everybody. Jill, Jill walks in with, with no, no shirt on, just a bra. Is it you okay up here? Guest, topless Jill tonight, guys. That's just sound. It's all right. No, not completely. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, I've had dogs, like, escape from cages. But once again, it's like. A 10-year-old, you know, was supposed to lock the dog up and didn't. I would think that these wildlife people would have slightly better cages and be slightly more responsible. But anyone that's watched Parks and Recs know sometimes, you know, not that's not necessarily true of the wildlife division. So, you know, sometimes they can just be fucking stoners or whatever. Um, I don't know. Did you, you look know, at the picture? I, I feel like, I feel like 
this was definitely an opportunity though. And if it was, uh, if it was squandered, oh, that's the thing. See, that thing yeah. doesn't look, that doesn't look too violent. But that's what a lot of people think that, that, you know, Chupacabra is, is this weird canine, this ugly canine. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. So, I mean, you know, but, you know, they did take a DNA sample. I mean, they'll see what it is. It's probably just a mangy coyote. And, you know, you could have had people, you could have had goofballs go in there and break the thing out just to try to capture it because they think. Well, absolutely. This thing got a lot before it broke out, had a lot of social media attention. Yeah, I think there's Um, I I think depending on how much time and effort you want to put into it, there's a bigger story here. There's a this is a Lifetime Channel movie. You know what I mean? Like. From everything with with what the creature was like, its demeanor, to how it was caged, to who could have potentially broke the thing out, whether right. or not it was aggressive enough to actually destroy the office and then shoot through a window frame and shit. Like, right. Over the course of how many hours? What was it? Just an overnight shift or something? They leave at six. They came back at yeah. know, 10 the next morning or something. Look. I mean, that's not unheard of to... I mean to to leave. I mean they don't need brown. I mean no. I guess nobody there needed round the clock care at the moment. And if they do, usually they're in a bed. This is a rehab center for yeah. wildlife. You know, so it's not emergency. It's got a soft little blankie to cuddle with, though. Look at them. It does, yeah, and they were very nice. And I think that the that the uh you know the wildlife place definitely ate it up. You know what I mean? They were like uh you know they 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 were enjoying you know calling it coyote in quotation marks because they were getting attention and again they were getting money. These places aren't very well funded. Uh, they're not right. government funded at all. So I mean. I don't blame them for playing it up. Um, you know, I think that. Well, you gotta, now you learn the dark side of that. Some fuck wits <laughs> going to break into your office. and That's true. That's true. Know. Well, I mean, you guys should still go donate your money to Wildlife Works. Yeah, um, they're going to need a new window. Because, yeah. <laughs> right. And apparently some better cages and security <laughs> and, you know. Um, but anyway, so that was that story. Um, the other one I want to talk about kind of leads into the weekend. Right. And uh, I'm going to give my opinion on this as well. So the Georgetown Bigfoot, um, that which I've made a post about already on social media, but I will say it again. There is a Facebook post going around talking about the this Bigfoot that apparently in Georgetown, which doesn't say the state, just Georgetown, um, a woman saw Bigfoot while she was gathering acorns because people just gather As acorns. As one does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, she saw this Bigfoot and she reported it and um, they had to close down a whole park for it and she took pictures of it and there's a picture of this bigfoot okay guys listen i do want to talk about this this is this is a great lead into the weekend it is yeah listen listen i'm gonna tell you this right now okay first of all if you just click on who the the person sharing this like the the news publication quote-unquote news sharing this you would see it is completely satire it's it says that it says it's just for fun and if you go see their other posts they're obviously ridiculous some of them are like local things but it's obviously a troll running a, a page based around a specific town i think it's georgetown kentucky yeah if you look at the pictures themselves it is clearly one of those bigfoot cutouts that people have it, that's it um you know it's not there's not anything to it and but you know if you took the five minutes to research that a little bit and see, you too could be a cryptozoologist because, um, <laughs> you know, that's that all it's easy. <laughs> it's that easy. I mean, it really, I mean, guys, do better. And then people, oh, I didn't know. I didn't see that. So you just share stuff without actually looking into it. You don't know if it's real or not. You don't know what the claims behind it. That is the problem. The problem isn't the media spreading misinformation. It's all you guys. Stop it. Do better. Do better for yourself. 
So we're sitting mm-hmm. at the Paranormal Expo, and this guy comes up, and a very nice guy. Thank you for coming up and, and speaking with me, and says that his brother took this picture. Right. His brother took this. And I was nice, and I didn't call him out right away. I was very nice to him. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was, oh, my brother took this. Your brother did not take that. No, maybe the guy was fooled by his brother. Right. Maybe you know? his brother sent it to him and said, hey, right. look what I did. Or, or maybe he was I looking did. for a reason to talk to the red-haired chick with the big tits at the fucking paranormal convention. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. He you thought know? that was his in. He thought you were going to be like, come up to my room so we can discuss this further. And, and talk and talk to me right exactly another woman came up and she shared another hold, picture with me hold on i want to we, that's its own thing that's its own thing don't okay, don't don't ahead. get into that story too quick Let's, do your bigfoot story then we'll get into that because i i got a lot to say about that one that's all i have to say about it. it's just not real stop falling for the oh. shit and do do a little bit of homework it goes so, a long way right so when that happened the first time i was like I was like, okay, well, that's just someone sharing. But then, like an hour later, another person came up to Asher's and was like, here, I want to show you this picture. And I'm thinking, like, this is crazy. Like, people just come up to her with, like, paranormal evidence. And they're like, here, I want you to look at this. Like, can you vet this for me? Which I was was kind of, um, I was a little impressed by. Like, they really, because she knew who you were. Like, those two two chicks were familiar with you. And uh, (laughs) so... I'm sitting next to Ashley and she's talking to this chick and um, you want to just briefly describe what the evidence was. It was like a, sure. it was like a dog man sighting actually. Right. Well, it's it, a, it, it was a, it was a picture of in, I've seen this picture. I've shared it on social media. It's like of something carrying what looks to be like a baby deer or a coyote by the throat. Right. And you, you can kind of vaguely see the shape of this thing. Um, so actually I, I had gotten this photo and I had lightened it up a little bit, but, but, you know, that's really all I do is just lighten it. I kind of tweak these pictures a little bit and, and usually when you tweak them a little bit, everything falls apart. Right. Um, Greg Morrill, actually, I posted the picture. We have a discord for our cryptozoology club on clubhouse and I, and we have like an evidence board there and I shared it there. Greg Mora actually, um, from all the weird took it and um, had inverted the colors. And right. when he did that, one thing that you could see was that whatever this thing was carrying this thing was either wearing flannel or some type of like mesh of some sort. It was wearing some type of clothes. So at that point in time, it became more like a hunter. What I didn't point out to the nice lady because she was nice and I, I don't want to, that's, I, I hate ruining people's hopes and dreams. Like I, that, I, that breaks my heart. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And so I didn't want to tell her, but like when you look at the eyes in that picture also, you, cause they're, cause in the original picture, you can see like kind of glowing eyes, uh-huh. but in the doctored inverted picture, you can see that there is a distinct box where those eyes are. That's very pixelated and very out of place. Looks like the eyes were just were, were photoshopped on there. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I talked to her for a minute. I was like, well, and she's like, what's well, my friend's property. My friend, you know, has this picture. They saw something. They don't know what it was. You know, even though that might be a hunter, <clears throat> there's noises and things. And I'm like, well, let me come out and investigate the property. You know, it, and then, it, it, and then, oh, hold on. What oh, else did you say though? Because this is where I this is where I immediately jumped up. I don't remember exactly what else I said. Okay, so so Ashley goes. You can take over. Ashley goes. Uh, you know, because she had some other evidence too. Like there was animals that were missing on the property. And they thought it was coyotes and they went into the surrounding area, but all the coyotes were missing or dead or some shit. And at which point Ashley goes, well, you know, me and my team will come out, like we'll come out and we'll investigate this and we're a no kill team. So whatever we find, we're not going to, we're not going to try to shoot it or capture it. And I was like, hold on a second. No, I'll come out and I'll kill this fucking thing for you. Because at this point, (laughs) 
this, whatever this creature is, is walking around. If it is to believed, if it is to be believed, is walking around killing chickens, coyotes, and deer. All right, and it is showing up on people's property on their fucking trail cams. And Ashley's like, "Well, you know, me, me and the guys will come out. We'll just take pictures of it. We won't kill it." And I said, "Oh no!" Yeah. I, pull, yeah, I pulled, yeah, yeah. I, I pulled my kill. business card out of my wallet and I gave it to her. And I said, "I'll kill the fucking thing for you." <laughs> <laughs> and this was a big moment for Pat. <laughs> I know because um. I realized that's how I fit in with this Motley crew. You know what I mean? Like they're all paranormal investigators and all this stuff. I'm just gonna be a monster hunter. Like, I'm just going to show up and shoot these fucking things. You know what I mean? Because they're monsters. The thing was carrying a fucking dead body, and you want to go up and, like, what? Like, like make friends with it or try to, like, what? I don't know. I think, no, you shoot it, and you drag it back to civilization. You put it on the hood of your fucking car, and, you know, you don't have to worry about it breaking out and chewing through a windowsill. I so. will always, always, always be no-kill. Um, you know, that's just, that's my stance on it. I think, I think some of these things good. are, I think some of these things are, are more dangerous than we are. I think some of these things are more dangerous than your average human. Well, your fucking bear is more dangerous than we are. Right, exactly. And I think to go out there and to try to hunt it and to try to corner it, especially when it's showing up on our radar because it's hungry and looking for food. I think to go out there unarmed, not prepared to kill it if it comes down to it is incredibly naive. And you're almost playing on the hopes that these things aren't real so that you do survive the encounter. But no, if no, this no, shit no, is no, to be no, taken no. seriously, fucking well, dog yes. men. All right, let me put it like this. If dog, like, the lamb behind the lakes fucking story you keep talking about, that yeah. thing killed a whole bunch of people. Yeah, whole family. You're going to go, why would you go out there and investigate what kind of weapons are you going to bring? When, 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 the, when like, the, focal, the, the, the majority of your evidence surrounds a case where like a whole family was killed you know what i mean like if it like, let's pretend that it's not an imaginary fucking monster and it's a human being and and you're you're investigating the story of like willie jones or some shit and willie jones was known to slaughter families on his fucking farm property and you're gonna go investigate willie jones's farm like wouldn't you wouldn't you go to and defend yourself in that situation? You know I, what think I, mean? that's the, I think that's the part of the conversation that you might have missed. So this is why I tell people all the time. If you're going to go out and investigate this stuff, you need to be prepared to take down a bear. You don't just go out into the woods without any type of protection. So that's what I told them. We're no kill unless they're charging at us. If, if it's between killing us and killing them, then, yeah, we're going to kill them. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm not a tracker. Like, I don't pretend right. to know so how to do that shit. That's I'm the difference, right, is that I'm, I'm just saying if shit's running at Ashley, I'm going to shoot it. Like... <laughs> going out there to kill it that's not my main goal if, well if I whatever it, happens happens it. i mean whatever i'm not gonna you know <laughs> but i understand what you're saying no i'm not a tracker no, no, don't confuse my abilities here <laughs> i'm not gonna like no, some people are some, pe some people are like they, they go out there to the woods specifically to hunt and kill these things or you know that's the intention anyway they never do but that's the of course intention. not no they're fucking and if they say they do they're lot you know they're, they're liars but right. um you know plain and simple but you know that's no, my intention is not to go out there specifically to kill it. And for a lot of people, that's important um, because they, you know, just like me, I don't, I don't believe that we should just willy nilly kill these things just in case it is. No, the of course not. But it's I not my job to kill it. But I think if, if I, I think that a lot of these things are, are probably more dangerous than we like to believe they are. 
I, I well, don't know. They That's, absolutely are dangerous. Yeah. People out there trying to pet a fucking dog, man, or a Bigfoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't know how many. We don't know how many people they've killed. I mean, who knows? I mean, you right. know, talking, you've seen the missing 411. That's a thing. Sure. Um, you know, that's obvious. I mean, people die in the woods all the time, and we can't say what it is or isn't. Um, you know, because we weren't there to see it. So no, I mean, those are animals. Treat them like animals. It's at minimum what you should be treating them as. And uh, you know, yeah, even if there's no bears in the woods that you're going into. Treat it as if there is, because that's going to save your life. So don't, mm-hmm. yeah, don't be dumb. But no, Pat's the official Monster Hunter now. And then you went on Reddit and found a fucking group of people. <laughs> Actually, fucking... That was for, I guess, a video game called Monster Hunter. It was oh. <laughs> for people in Chicago that play a video game called Monster I've Hunter. I played that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Wow. Fucking nerd. I know. That's dashed. Well, you should actually put a, a real Reddit post up. <laughs> Form a little militia. <laughs> God, can you, uh, you know why? Because, like, I wouldn't do that just because of the people that would show up. <laughs> like, I'm cool. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure the rest, I'm sure there'd be some real fucking, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't judge until I do it. Yeah. We'll do, a, I'll do a meetup. Show <laughs> other monster hunters. Okay. Right. You know, that way I don't have to Which buy all the shotguns it. myself. Exactly. You know? Exactly. At least, you know, help you pay for the tents and shit or whatever. But at least, doing. yeah, to go to like to do like the land behind the lake stuff or like if you guys want to go into any of these like these or, you know, because you're talking a lot about the, the dog man and all this shit and, or the beast of Bray Road, like, you know, these things that are da- like clearly dangerous and predators like, you know, I guess just shoot me a call and I'll hunt it with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're going the people that we're going with. Uh, you know what i'll talk to you about it on off the air um anyway um we're you know anyway i'll I'll get into that later but yeah so pat pat made a discovery about himself you know this weekend um at the at the paranormal expo people showed me evidence and things um that's what aunt aunt kept saying she was like you didn't she's like people keep showing all this stuff and i'm like what are you talking about well i kept okay let me back up let's start over why don't we pat how was your weekend (laughs) my weekend was it was a lot of driving. It was yes, uh, it was a, it lot, was of a lot of driving, but it was very much worth it. It was a very good time. I uh, drove to the uh, border, the Ohio border of West Virginia, stayed at a historic hotel, which is overlooking the Ohio River, um, and uh, made my first paranormal convention, you know, and uh, got spotted in the wild by fans and met a lot of really cool people uh danielle from parachills was there classing up the joint yeah and uh you know got to see ashes do her thing and and her natural elements and was very proud of her and sold some t-shirts and dvds and and met a lot of great people and hopefully they're all listening right now (laughs) that was my it was no it was it was uh you know it, it was great i'm glad that you got to come out um you know and and kind of really get to experience it and uh you know because we were kind of talking right before the show and like obviously like i this is my first event having a, a booth my first event doing the speaking thing um but but i've gone to them right we've talked about them here about me going to them um and you know after after having a booth you know i gotta say i i still prefer to not have one and you know it, it was hard because i'm used to having the freedom not that i couldn't get up and walk around but you know sometimes i felt like i definitely could and i i mean i did you know i was constantly doing something being pulled somewhere whatever i felt you know, like which is fine i like busy i like that um but when you don't have a booth you don't have a place that you have to be and i like that um i like the booth because it forces people to walk past you 
So like, it, it, and it gives you a chance to engage with people. I mean, we had prime booth real estate. We had the second did, booth yeah. when you first walked in the door. So we got everybody. And what was great was when there was traffic jams and people would be backed up, we'd have They're a captive stuck. audience right in front of our table. And I could get up there and do my spiel. Um, yeah. Which I felt very comfortable doing. You know, I, I think we should continue doing these events and having booths. And I oh, should absolutely. just run the booth and you wander around and. You are so damn good at, at your spiel. And I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> well, me and Ann were talking about it outside and we're like, man, Pat is really good. Ann's it, like, it I know, right? It comes from just, decades man. of begging for pussy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're really good at it. And I, I, I know. Like, well, because I told you, you know, I was like, I, I was telling you about my, my, my presentation and kind of what my issue is. And my problem is, is, is starting. Like right. I, once I, once I get going and you can clearly see that, you know, I've, I, we my presentation's recorded and you, you can clearly see that I'm struggling to start. Um, but once I do, I mean, it's, it's, it's natural and perfect and confident and great. Um, sure. so you know, having that initial introduction. So the difference is like when I go to these other events and I'm just walking around, people just approach me. They recognize me. Right. Um, and, you know, or if they don't, it's because I'm at their table and I start talking about their stuff and then sure. they get interested in me and what I do. And then we talk, you know, then we talk back and forth. Um, you know, so sitting at the booth is hard because you're just, you just announced every single person. You had a whole thing planned out and it's announced a everybody. Game. It's a it was game. great. And, you, and you know what? Sometimes I tell you, you know, they, they'd come up and you'd be like, we host a podcast. You know, I'm, I'm Pat. This is Ashley. And, you know, they'd be listening. And then you'd be like, she's one of the speakers here today. And their whole fucking face. Right. Like, oh, they would just completely change. You, you right? legitimized <laughs> us. No, of course not. Because, you know, you want to talk to them. This because they're looking at our stickers. We didn't. Yeah. The, it, we learned a lot. We learned a lot we learned this a week lot, and all yeah. around. And and I think one of the things that we're going to definitely incorporate in the next event is booth presentation because we had merch, but we didn't like none of it yes. said what the fuck it was. It was just on Wednesday we talked weird, and they're like, "All right, what the fuck is this?" Well, no, yeah. We're a podcast, and we're a weekly podcast, and this is who I am, and this is what we this is what we talk about. This is who I am. This is who she is. This is why you should give a shit who she is because she's speaking later about the Mothman. Oh, look, we're right by West Virginia. Everyone knew who the fuck the Mothman was. And then at that oh, yeah. point, they're super interested in you. And I don't have to say anything else. And I can just kind of chime in and do whatever. And then if they seemed like cool people, I'd give them a refrigerator magnet. Um, you know, so, it yeah. Great. It worked out it really well that in that in that sense i mean yeah obviously you're right booth presentation well this time around it was so you know that's another thing people don't realize it was my first speaking event so that's where my main focus was this entire time was making sure that my presentation right. was good that i that i did the damn thing and i did it correctly that's yes. where my head was yes. i did the damn thing i did yes. it correctly yes. standing ovation it was perfect so <laughs> so therefore next time i can i know i know that i can do that and yes. i can focus on on the table so um not that it was bad right we didn't do anything wrong just there's a lot of things that we could have done Missed opportunities. Do. but exactly. i didn't even know for sure that i was going until tuesday because of all my health yeah shit. so like right. that was the other thing too is everything was kind of hypothetical and like you know as long as i get my dialysis poured out like i'll be able to go but it, that got delayed a day it was supposed to happen on monday it didn't happen until tuesday yeah. so like yeah there was a lot of hand wringing and like and 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 you know, I don't like I said, yeah, I don't think we fucked anything up. No, we didn't at all. But no. I, I think it was definitely we saw missed opportunities. And that was the point of this. I mean, like like talking about this leading up to it, you know, one of the things I had said was that it's going to be a success as long as we show up, as long as we get this first one under our belt and get it done. 
figure out the mechanics, learn a few lessons, then it'll be a success. The only that way was. we can truly fail at this is if we pussy out and we don't show. You know what I mean? And we that's definitely not what happened. We fucking showed up in force. So, yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. So it was no, that part, that part was great. Um but, you know, it was it was it was it was a good time. You know, I I love it. This is my favorite part of the job is, is meeting all the people and sure. and you know, talking and chit-chatting and talking weird. I mean, that's what I'm good at. And so, um you know, people came up and shared their stories. Um I've networked with people, you know, and and that was that was great. I love that. I love hearing people's encounters and you know, things like that. So, it's a great time. It's, that that part was a great time. Um Yeah. When you were doing your when you were doing your speaking thing, I, I yeah. obviously was uh, man in the booth, and this kid wandered over, and we talked for about a half an hour about filmmaking and video games and Marvel comic book characters. Oh yeah, and uh, he ran off when you. I don't know how many girls he had been around in his life, but oh, what he <laughs> Saw you kind of scurried off, but oh. uh, it was nice. It, you know, there weren't that nice. many weirdos i guess i would say yeah <laughs> as the as the 40 year old fucking engineer from chicago uh i i i thought that everybody was very uh very cool very polite very friendly some people were even a little charismatic and i was like oh but um we had a very good time and i shot a bunch of footage and it's on my google drive and hopefully it'll be i'll edit it together i don't have and never sent me your speech stuff, which is fine. Yeah. I don't know if you want that whole thing. I know it was your first time doing it. You probably don't want the whole thing out there. But um, the stuff that I shot, I will uh, I will get on Twitter or YouTube or something, hopefully, by the time this episode airs. So. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to Anne and tell her. I mean, she's been working. So anyway, yeah. um, back to normal life for Anne. You know, so anyway. Uh -huh um you know yeah it was uh people were very nice we met tony who's probably listening and and his wife loretta wife girlfriend loretta i don't know if sure. you guys are married or not um sorry but uh tony actually you know uh he came up and uh this was your the first fan that you met is that right i, I believe it was right now, yeah that clip i put on tiktok that's already online oh is it out there yeah yeah 100 percent. that was too that's good adorable. yeah no I, I really appreciate you guys coming out i'm pretty sure they came out just to see us and you know, of course they're into this type of thing right so you got you know you guys were out mm -hmm. here you know to just bullshit around or whatever but tony said he's listened to the show since ivy was the co-host wow so i think that is probably the maybe not i don't know if you're the biggest fan you might be um but but the, the longest running fan that i've had um of the show that i've ever met we so should definitely cool. put his face on a beer cozy or something that you should can be, be like a yes. poster child for yes. <laughs> <we> talk weird. <laughs> that's a great idea <laughs> tony would you like to <laughs> be, be on a beer cozy put you on a fanny pack huh <laughs> oh god you know i tried to order a replacement fanny pack because you took off with mine and uh they don't they're not on the um they're not on the website anymore they they might be gone now i don't know that's a can I, you I put them back on, on there I'll, I'll check on the i'll check i'll check on that yeah the um, alien like the cartoon alien character one is up there still but not the kind that i had with the logo oh that's weird yeah huh i'll look into it i'll figure okay, out why cool, cool. um i need to pay better you know closer attention to the merch anyway um but anyway so yeah so that was that, no that was really cool that was that was an experience um right there in and of itself so that was neat um you know but we um did some you know a little bit of investigating not much 
um you know just because it was it, it's hard to do when you because there's a lot of people that were staying there that were also you know me and Anne were kind of talking about it more it, it was a one room with a lot of psychics and mediums and and this and that and the other it was very but very overwhelming energy and you know it's hard to do this kind of thing when you have that kind of overwhelming energy and i think that in hindsight after ann and i had talked about it what we had done friday night makes a lot more sense um so we you know we were doing the estes method with ann as the conduit and you know trying to you know get get some responses now when we do this type of thing for people that don't know what the estes method is um, you take a spirit box and you connect headphones to it and you have one person <clears throat> that has the headphones in their ear and then they have a blindfold on it's supposed to one deprive their senses and and two take away their bias so they're listening into the spirit box and what is going on and they are are yelling out the words they are interpreting the words that they're hearing on a spirit box if you don't know what a spirit box is it runs through multiple channels and you know really really quickly on a radio so there's a couple of theories to it that it's just completely random and it's bullshit mm -hmm. um that something is communicating and using the voices that are already available to it to communicate and singling out specific phrases mm -hmm. or that it's a totally different voice coming through and it's it's an it's actually their voice or whatever coming through there's many different theories um i believe that it's more of a synchronicity of what you hear i don't know if i don't think i'm actually talking to anybody or anything um but you know but those phrases that are caught are significant in in a synchronized way um so you know so so we did some of that um pat recorded some of it um you know and i, I don't know what i'll ever do with it yet i don't I mean, know if i did i i might have yeah you did you recorded the estes method i was so fucking stoked <laughs> i had taken i had taken my nighttime meds already yeah, yeah uh, i think you did but yeah i was a little i don't want to shit on it just yet like dude i'll let you give your your thing well i don't remember exactly what was asked you know a lot of it seemed very topical we were trying to talk about um no we were asking about if they were drawn to that place or if yeah. it was if they were native to it if they had been people that had died there over the years or if they had kind of come to it um or they've been drawn there because the, the the hotel does have extensive history um it does but the whole right. area does too it's a very old town and it's a very it's a very uh interesting it kind of looked like a college town like if you've ever driven through like charleston or any of those old you know i don't know college towns where like you know it, it, you could tell it goes back a couple hundred years and um we were trying to there was the unknowns you know we had we had tried to figure out who we were talking to and they had said the un and then cut off and then you had brought up the unknowns which is something i want to get into on the show because i was super interested in that uh, oh i don't want to get into that because i don't know enough about it <laughs> so okay fair enough fair enough you know i i just kind of got into it because literally the night before emily and tobias were doing that and that's who they were trying to contact wow okay i didn't know that yeah and so you know there's still some things to kind of mull over there and piece together um so i don't know all right so maybe compare notes with them but they had yeah. that was something that had been cut off um you know it was i gotta admit like i don't think it was a waste of time but like you know i am all for using technology so 
I think when it comes to spiritualism, there's a couple different ways that you can approach it. And I don't think that anyone is definitively right or wrong. Right. And I think that I could see some camps being more inclined to use more uh, old school, traditional methods of spiritualism and trying to connect with uh, the spirit realm and the, you know, ghosts or whatever like that using Ouija boards or fucking cards or, or whatever else. Right. And then there's kind of like this whole new modern approach to it where you're going to utilize technology. And I didn't necessarily feel that um, our use of technology, I'm not saying it didn't yield any results, but I think that I was more of in the mindset. And maybe once again, it's because I took my nighttime meds and I was in a more chill state. Uh, I would have rather seen us do something more with a fucking Ouija board or dice or some shit. I don't fucking know. You know, it, I, that's just the vibe I was getting, you know? Um, yeah. And here's another thing too. And it's, and this is totally central to Pat O'Sullivan and has nothing to do with anything. My own misunderstanding of how this stuff works. It really throws me off when people use the word spirit box, because for the longest time, my understanding of a spirit box was a box that you created using like six pieces of mirror. Oh, that's a, a diabox di- 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 box. And I can't say the word. You face the mirrors all in on each other. And it's supposed to create some kind of fucking vortex or some shit. And you're supposed to hear things. And that was something that I had heard of way, 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 way back in the day. And I remember one night, I was with my girl. This is when I was like, this is literally 20 years ago. I was in a cheap motel room with my girlfriend at the time and we were on ecstasy. And I noticed that the motel room itself had mirrors over every single wall and the ceiling. And I was sitting there thinking about how we were basically in one of those boxes, the way that all the mirrors were pointing at each other and shit. And it really freaked me out. And I started seeing stuff in the mirrors too. But I was also on a lot of drugs, so I don't attribute it to anything necessarily overtly supernatural. But um, so when people say spirit boxes, I always think back on that. And I know that there's two different names for them. Um, But, yeah, this whole thing about changing the radio station and it's supposed to say shit like, eh, I don't know. (laughs) I try not to be overly skeptical. Like if you had pulled out a Ouija board and said, let's do this or some other shit, I would have been all for it. But like just this whole like I'm going to download an app on my phone and it's going to do this thing. It's just like it just kind of felt very like, I don't know. I don't know. What was your pull from it? I mean, I wouldn't say it was not successful. I think we definitely got some shit from it. You know, I don't think it was very successful. Um, You know, it, it was I mean, whatever. It was whatever. I mean, things were coming through. What did it mean? I, I don't know. Fucking nothing. None of it meant anything. So I'm not going to try to pretend to draw a connection to any any of it that happened, anything that happened or anything that was said, because I just. Are you jamming over there? Uh, getting people are sending me videos of themselves topless dancing. Oh, OK. Well, I'm telling you, you post one good fucking picture on instagram and everyone loses their shit I'm telling you i look too fucking good at that picture it's disrupting the fucking balance the fabric of society i don't know no i mean we got what did we got we got we got the unknowns well par- partially the unknowns uh Maybe. they mentioned the square 
which there was an armory square about a block away from where we were at, which was a very old historic site. I actually talked to somebody at the convention about that because she said she oh. was from town. And I told mm-hmm. her about um, about what we did the night before in the armory square. And I asked her if she knew of anything historical or paranormal attached to that place. And she said, no, it's where people take go to take pictures at prom time. And I said, okay. Um, and then what else was there? There's a lot of people. They called you a bitch, didn't they? Or maybe it was Anne. Yeah, I don't called know. me a bitch. Yeah, well, I didn't think it was Anne. <laughs> no, Anne just straight up will call me a bitch. She don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't know who they're referring to. Um, but they, they, well, they said bitch, right? They said bitch to Anne. They, you know, through Anne. Um, because eventually we had cut the Estes method and we just kind of let it go and let it do its thing. It, it kept, they did kept saying square. Um, and then later when me and Anne went to bed, we're laying in the bed or whatever, and Anne looks up. And the bed that we're standing, it's a historic hotel. So everything is, it's, it's very nice, but it's very, you know, it's a timepiece. And mm-hmm. uh, we're sleeping in this canopy bed thing. And it was a king size bed. And Anne looks up and she was like, <laughs> she was like, guess what? I was like, what? She was like, it's a square. <laughs> I was <Right>. like, oh, <laughs> shit. So, you know, that was, uh, I don't know what, what that meant. I don't know if that meant anything. But, you know, we, we, we slept in the square bed. So <laughs> it's fine. Um but anyway so i don't know you know i don't know what to make of it i mean i prefer the estes method over any other method of of spirit communication i have a ouija board i mean i got all this stuff you know it's not Mm. like i don't have it um i do want to invest in an actual proper spirit box just and i would like to compare the two um because right now i am just using an app and it seems to work i'm not i don't use necrophonic i don't like necrophonic i know a lot of people use it a lot of people like it i do not um yes you will get clear results but that's not really the point of it um you know so anyway i I feel like it's just a fake you know that one just if it works at all it strictly runs off of synchronicity and not clear-cut communication um that's what you know, and so anyway, you know, but I, I vetted my app, you know, it's hard because a lot of apps would just run the same like 10 channels over and over again. But maybe that doesn't even matter. You know, I don't know. Mine does not. Um, and they're all digital channels. And I don't know if that makes a difference compared to radio waves. I don't know. Um, you know, it's not like there's a perfect science to any of this stuff. Yeah, but... I was going to say who would make that determination? <laughs> right. <laughs> whether exactly. or not, whether or not you need FM signals or you need right or digital radio or digital because, or because with everything being digital now, maybe the maybe that whole that the whole technique has gone out the window anyway because it's not it can't be affected the same way. I yeah, I felt like there was there's just a few too many variables. Um, whether or not sure. it was synchronicity or whether or not it was our own interpretation because sometimes it sometimes it was a little bit more clear as to what they were saying or what yeah. what what kind of like um fully formed uh concepts were being sent through and sometimes it kind of felt like we were all like well it sounds like like yeah was it that, was it was that? It, yeah yeah, yeah. The weird thing about it, which I will tell you this, is that, um, you know, as as people that have used it before, you know, and me and Anne were talking about the next day, um, it would, what would happen, because it just kind of sounds like noise while it's going through, right? Mm-hmm. And that is what a spirit box sounds like. But there would be points in time where it wasn't just noise. There's obviously phrases, but there's so many on top of, of each other at the same time, you really couldn't quite understand exactly what was being said. 
that doesn't happen. It's like it was extra sped up. It was it, that part was weird um, mm-hmm. because you know again, like I said, it doesn't normally sound that way. Usually, it just sounds like if you're flipping to the radio real quick. That's what it sounds like. This was not that. This was different, and that that was interesting, especially for a place that is historically haunted like that. Um, you know, so that was cool. Um, so while we're at the con, and you know i'm talking to danielle or whatever um you know she, i asked about the basement because i had i had left the room at one point to go get ice and i'm walking past other people's rooms and i'm hearing them talk i had two, I had two different rooms talk about the basement and so i'm like oh okay the basement i don't wonder what that deal is about so i was asking danielle about it because i really didn't know the history of this place i don't like to go to these i mean if i can avoid learning all the stories and all the legends about haunted locations before i go that's what i prefer to do and so um, that's what I did this time around and didn't learn anything about the hotel. I know that it is supposedly the most haunted hotel in Ohio, allegedly. And, uh, you know, again, I don't know who who measures that, but OK. Um, and so I was asking Danielle about it. Um, she was saying that the um, penthouse area where our rooms were, um, that is where the family that owned the hotel lived. And that is probably and actually i had later went back and checked it out and the third floor is the most haunted place in the whole hotel which is where the penthouses are mm-hmm. um so that's interesting and then you know so i'm asking her about the basement she was kind of telling me some things about it she was like oh the basement Ooh. you know but it was quick and you know i just met her for the first time after talking to her for you know years on the internet and <laughs> whatever so it was exciting but afterwards so me and Anne are like well before we leave we're gonna go check out the basement <clears throat> and so afterwards um after the event had stopped the girl that runs the whole group i I think she's the ringleader of the whole group that puts on the expo and everything her name's karita um she stopped me she like called me from across her room ashley come here i was like oh okay i hadn't talked to her the whole day except for hi i'm here to check in um you know but okay i whatever talk to her i'm friendly and uh you know she asked how the how the speaking engagement went i told her it went great she was like great 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 i want to talk to you about this thing I'm like, oh okay um, she said, well, it's about something in the basement. And I looked at Anne. I'm like, okay. And she goes, well, um, you know, we have this entity down there. She said, you know, most of the ghosts here, they're, they're all very friendly and, you know, just kind of mischievous. Nothing really evil or dark or anything like that. She said, but in the basement, there's a room down there. We call it the pipe room because that's where all the piping is for the hotel or whatever. She said, and people that go down there are, you know, bitten and hit mm. and kicked, hair pulled um they get locked in the rooms down there there's a a women's restroom right by there that they constantly get locked in um and you know some people have taken pictures and have caught a glimpse of this thing that they have all nicknamed the grinning man wow and does that when i say the grinning man pat does that sound like anything to you it might not no we that's we covered that because that was something that i had an experience with years and years and years ago well isn't it like but we thought that they were tied with like men in black or something, right? So that is injured cold is known as the grinning man. Okay. Um, injured cold is the the alien that Woodrow Derenberger met and had a lifelong relationship with his entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what is weird is that, so I talked about, you know, even though my presentation was mostly about the Mothman, I had covered other events that had happened kind of in the area. And one of the things that I couldn't get away without talking about especially because I'm the lead investigator on it, was Indrid Cold. Because Woody, when he was driving home that day, when he met Indrid, he was driving home from Marietta, Ohio, to Mineral Wells, West Virginia. 
and he was stopped right outside of Marietta, right across the bridge is Parkersburg. And that's where he was stopped. That's where he met Indrid. And so she was like, well, I wanted to talk to you about it. Cause I guess she listens to the show. So hi, Karina. Um, you know, and, and she was saying that, you know, she wanted to know where my investigation was with that. She was curious about it because they have this grinning man. And she said that she thought it was strange because, you know, with Indrid, Indrid's not a, malevolent spirit you know he's he's an alien from another race and he seems like he's a kind of pretty nice guy really um you know and so she was curious what i thought about it you know she showed me some pictures of this thing and you can see i mean it looks i mean it's it's a cloud but it looks like a face with a big ass scary smile on it you know and things like that and so i i thought that that was interesting so i was like oh we definitely got to go down in the basement and uh so that was cool so then we did we went down to the basement um i i took a video of all of it except for when we got to the pipe room <laughs> because so we get down there and it's i mean it's uneventful it's a basement i mean it's it's a hotel right so it's not like it's shitty or anything there's a couple of conference rooms and stuff down there mm -hmm. um and you know we're kind of walking around it and it kind of all goes in like a big circle of hallways and uh but at some point there's like an offshoot and there was no lights no light switch to turn anything on and you know we peek into a room and we're like well this must be the pipe room because there's pipes and there's actually even a door that says pipe room but i think that that room went in a circle i don't know for sure but i think it went in a circle and um so i had you know i had my phone initially but it's completely dark and i can't find a light so i had to stop recording to cut my flashlight on to look and i look in the pipe room and there's like some chairs in there okay well they're doing ghost tours there and probably one of the big things is this grinning man in the pipe room so you know it's probably the chairs are probably down there so they can do you know their ghost thing or whatever Mm -hmm. um but then i kind of walk around to go to the actual pipe room door and to go open it <laughs> and Anne's right behind me and i reach my hand down and right just before i'm, I'm touching that door it clicks and locks <laughs> so i pulled my hand away i was like oh okay well not that we're not invited i start walking away and Anne's just like oh you're scared i was like no that wasn't me <laughs> she's like oh i thought that was you i was like no it was not me so we kind of go explore a little bit more and we came upon another conference room and i'm like going in all the rooms i didn't give a shit i was walking around the place like i owned it and uh you know I'm, I'm going i went to this other conference room and it happened again there was a door there and it locked on me as well so i don't know and i was like well you know what let's leave and let's come back another time i'm exhausted i'm too tired for this shit. i'm not taking something home with me let's go so we did we left um and we we are going definitely going to go back because that was very interesting um and a lot of activity for just a couple of minutes you know of us being down there so that was cool um but yeah i mean originally this episode was going to be about kind of the ghost of, of the lafayette and uh that whole area is like super fucking haunted um you know the mm -hmm. mothman sightings took place all around that area um you know so i mean there's other things that happen there that are weird um i highly recommend going but when i was like looking into it and trying to dig into the ghost stories they seem to be more very very anecdotal like i even found an interview with the general manager of the hotel who says that she's worked there for 25 years and nothing weird has ever happened however guests report things happening all the time so i mean and all they really report is like there's some famous story about a guy who in one of the penthouse rooms made a sandwich he went to the bathroom he came out and his sandwich was gone and then it showed up again the next day you know <laughs> very uneventful you know what i mean like well, not very spooky 
According to the, the the people that I heard at the front desk Saturday morning, the bed bugs could have fucking carried it off and then brought it back. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> well, that's, don't, don't give them a bad, a bad name. Bed bugs just happen, guys. No, I, I totally like the people. I was I was stuck behind the behind this couple at the front desk for like 15 minutes Saturday morning as they were ranting and raving about this shit. And I'm like, I just want to know where to move my car. Like, I, I, I don't. Like, it's all good. You know, yeah, I worked in the hotel. I was kind of pissed that they kept saying, like, bed bug. And I'm like, you're supposed to call him, like, Charlie's or something. Or you come up with, like, a, a, a nondescript name. So we so had some friends in a room last night. Right. So we, we have three spirits. rooms. My husband is being inducted in the high school's Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck these people were there for. Whatever. Yeah. It's just right. anything but bed bugs. Don't say don't use you can't it's like it's like saying bomb on a plane. You just can't. Right. You know, that's, Lots of service animals at that convention too. There were good lots of that. service animals there, and I wanted to touch them, but you're not supposed to, so we didn't. And that was no, sad. But it's that's fine. good. That's fine. Yeah. Well, that's so one dog tried to come up to me outside and and the girl like pulled her away real quick and I was like I'm like, Oh no, it's okay. She's like, No, she's working. I was like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. I won't touch the dog then. I didn't I get any. I didn't get. I didn't get to try those chili dogs either. Those looked. Uh, where did so, those come from? There was right, um, right where your room was. There was a, a table set up, um, where they were selling oh, hot yeah, dogs yeah, yeah. and then hot dogs with sauce. And the sauce, being in Ohio, because you guys are fucking weirdos, was chili. <laughs> so people eating chili dogs left and right. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Oh yeah, I'm trying. It's got it's got uh, cinnamon in it, and it's good. Um, I would definitely anyway. go back though. next next year. We'll, we'll go back. Uh, maybe we'll speak together. Dog? We'll sing. We'll we'll do a song and dance routine up on stage. Are you gonna you gonna put some wieners in your mouth next time you go back? <laughs> you know me in Ohio. <laughs> can't help it. Some of some in the water over there. I don't know, but. No, I mean overall, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful location, um, you know, to host that kind of thing. It's it's a great little town. The hotel was great. It over it does overlook the river. It's not it's really, really decently priced considering, mm-hmm. um, you know, hell, even the penthouse uh, rooms are like two hundred bucks a, a night, which is a, a quick seven hour jaunt from Chicago. You'll be yeah. there before you know yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, exactly. Well, and some of our listeners, yeah, I know we got some people from across the pond. So, you know, if you guys are looking for somewhere to stay that's cheap, but also far away from your, from where you are, <laughs> so it's not cheap and travel, but cheap and stay, stay there. And it's haunted, I guess, with bed bugs. So, <laughs> right. Okay. I'm going to say that. Um, but no, it was eventful. Like I said, we'll, we'll definitely be going back to investigate um, another time, probably when it gets warmer. Parkersburg is not, it's not unrealistic for us um because that's where tanya lives now and so i mean we're out that way we'd stay there again for sure um and uh you know do our thing but yeah i mean i don't know i can't oh that's right something did happen and i don't even think i told you about it so while i'm giving the presentation all right people are asking questions right and that's that's good you know i wanted that to happen but um somebody had asked like what one of my weirdest um you know experiences was or other paranormal experiences that i had had aside from you know my mothman encounter and if that was the weirdest whatever well i totally fucking blanked and was just like oh yeah nothing really weird happens that's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me which is not true other other weird things have happened and i'm sorry person for saying that um weird things do happen a lot it's just that i was very nervous and but thank you for being patient with me um but i stood up there at a paranormal expo 
and told the whole fucking room well that just depends on what you consider weird because i don't believe in ghosts and it, that was ballsy of me to do i explained you know immediately after um i you know i did explain my stance on it i don't think that they're dead people and i don't think that um you know i don't think that they're dead people coming back to haunt us or whatever i think it's something else some of their influence or whatnot and when i explained it it was like hmm but but man that was a really bold move to get up there and say i don't believe in ghosts in front of a yeah that was a miscalculation it was that, yeah. that was it definitely was. I, <laughs> I think if if you uh I mean, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but at some point, somebody, Tobias could probably do it, could come up with like, you know, the nine types of people you meet at paranormal conventions. And uh, these people were, they were not the UFO crowd. They were not yeah. the cryptic crowd. They were the um, Renfair, oh, I don't want to sound like a dick, but they were like the Renfair witches, support dogs, uh, spiritualist crowd. Is that good or is that bad? Is it good or bad? Are you asking my opinion? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just delete it. There, it was like you know, there's a lot of crystals and shit. Like you were, you know, you're not not the kind of people that you would you would talk about ghosts not being real in front of. Is what I'm okay. saying. Yeah, it was definitely a uh, yeah. It, and Anne was like, I couldn't believe you said that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, but like I said, I, I I read the room, right? So I mean, I said that, and well, they listened. Apparently not. <laughs> well, I didn't initially. No, they, they listened. They listened. I mean, they were already intrigued. Nobody got up and was like, "Fuck this," and left. You know what I mean? Nobody was like, "Oh, fuck this bitch," and left. Right. Um, you know, they listened. Everybody stayed and stayed in their seat. And, and when I was explaining it, they were like, "Hmm, hmm, okay," you know. And so that was that was nice. Obviously, a lot of those people that were there. What I'm finding out is that some people came just to hear me talk about the Mothman oh yeah right and so not not because it was me but because it was somebody talking about the mothman and so when we had um you know so they didn't even listen to the other people speak or whatever they weren't there for all that they only came to hear me talk about mothman and uh you know when when, when me and Anne were talking about it, it kind of dawned on me there isn't anybody out there giving mothman presentations yeah. or, or talks or anything that just isn't a thing and you know when well, especially, especially in that area too that's like right. a, that's where you want to do it you know right when you're that close to that area so yeah some people came out just to hear that right. um you know and that was that was really really neat and i really appreciate you guys for doing that um but uh yeah so that was that was cool so it wasn't that it wasn't that hard of a you know i didn't i didn't can't i didn't get canceled or anything i think but <laughs> you know, no. so, um but yeah i wanted to mention that because that was kind of hilarious but you know so i don't know but yeah, that was the Paranormal Expo, you guys, at the historically haunted Lafayette Hotel in Marietta, Missouri. And uh, <laughs> as Pat says, so I don't know. You got anything else to add to this before we close it? I got nothing. I've been talking right. to you way too much this weekend. I know, right. It's terrible, right? It's just the worst. <laughs> um. What else is there to talk about? What am I going to, you know? <laughs> I was there. I remember. I was there. Shit I don't know. Pat was actually there. People are excited to see Pat and to see Pat and I together. And, and Pat will be there in the future, just not at the next event. But take, take more events. amazing pictures. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, then, with that being said, we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday. <laughs>